All right, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Morning Motivation Calls. Welcome to 22nd of September. We're nearing the end of the month, and I need you all to keep focused, keep strong, keep your values in mind, and keep aligned with your goals. So what we're going to discover today is how your thoughts, and I'm going to give you some thoughts to help you make and sustain success and be successful. All successful people, all entrepreneurs are only in the position that they're currently in because they run successful thoughts. Now you'd remember from um, some previous calls that we've done or maybe even through working with me um, and, and even if you join me on the previous series that this is the fundamentals to all success. This is the fundamentals to all of these teachings that I'm sharing with you that thoughts lead to feelings which lead to your actions, which lead to your results. And it's very easy to have these thoughts that will give you this exceptional life and it will live you a li- give you a life that's full and fulfilling and ultimately giving you a great se- deal of um, satisfaction and enjoyment. So the way that you feel is in direct correlation to the, the thoughts that you run. And if you've ever wanted to improve the way that you feel, Change your thoughts. That simple. How profound is that? If you want to change the way that you're feeling, change your thoughts. If you if you want to improve your life and live at a standard that is higher than where it currently is, change your thoughts. And it all starts with your thoughts, quite simply. And these are the thoughts that will determine your destiny. Every thought, every action and every outcome has led you to where you are today, right to where you are. Everything has had a purpose and everything has been intentional to deliver you right to this very spot. Now, I would not be in the position that I am in today. I would not be living the life that I live if it were not for my thoughts that I ran through my mind over all these years. I would not be as incredibly happy and satisfied with my life and in a stage of fulfillment as I'm nearing my 40th birthday. never thought I'd actually get here and be in this level and playing at this level and playing this kind of game. So I'm incredibly happy with my life. And you can make a conclusion from that that I must have had some good thoughts along the way, which has led me to make or to take some massive action in the steps of my goals and my values. And naturally, the results are going to speak for themselves. So let's look at thought number one. Every day is a gift. Right? Think about that. Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift. And that's why they call it the present. You can make no impact. You can have no change. There's no way you can redo yesterday. And ultimately, yesterday has been and gone. You're going to have to let it go. You can take the lessons from it, but you can't impact the outcome. With all the planning and all the strategies and all the technology available to us, we still truly have no idea what tomorrow will bring. I'm not saying don't be prepared. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a system. And by no stretch of the imagination am um, am I saying just live life by chance and just... 
don't plan anything and just see what rocks up and live life at a whim. I'm not saying that. But the more tightly you hold on to your ability to control tomorrow, the more turbulence that you have ahead of you and the less chance you have of that control. So why is today a gift? Simply open your eyes. Look around you. Take a deep breath in. Have a look at the ocean and the mountains, a simple sunrise and a sunset. If you've ever walked along the beach in the morning, first thing in the morning, you'll see how many people stop in wonder at the marvel of a new creation and a new day, which is the sunrise. Just have a simple look and glaze over the things that are in your life, the blessings that are available to you, whether it be children, your children, friends, family, the people that are closest and nearest and dearest to you. That's some of the things that have been given to you as a gift. And all too often, we're running from job to job, from appointment to appointment, and we forget to stop and smell the roses. Now, I know that's an old adage and an old cry and everyone says it, but how often do you do it? When do you stop? When do you take in the marvel of a simple sunrise? Have you ever stopped to consider the miracle that goes on with inside your body every single minute? Or the fact that your heart beats probably about 100,000 times in one day, which means that's about 35 million times in a year. And over the average life, the average human life, the human heart will beat more than 2.5 billion times. Have you ever stopped to wonder what goes on inside you to make you exist? All these neurons and neural systems working cohesively and functioning and repairing every time you decide to damage it, the marvel of life. That is why it is a gift. Have you ever considered the sheer miracle of birth? That each and every single one of you, and I know that at some point we've either been born or we're a parent and we've seen that happen the second time around, or maybe there's some grandparents and they've seen the third time, third generation's coming through. The fact that the human body was created to reproduce and create something from nothing. Think about it. Create something from nothing. You are that miracle. You were created from nothing. And you're an unrepeatable miracle. You're seriously an unrepeatable miracle. You were chosen out of 400,000 sperm. Just the one. And it won't happen again. Your DNA, your fingerprints, your blueprint is yours and wholly and solely yours. They cannot replicate that. You are a miracle. You were born from nothing and you were born for more. Did you know that simply by smiling at another human being, you can cause an infectious chain reaction and a ripple effect that goes for miles, possibly even through to countries? The chain reaction is that simple smile and possibly that person smiling in return, which may then lead them to smile to someone else for God knows reasons why they would do it, but it's just infectious. And you don't even know this person. And then they go and smile at someone else and that person to someone else and that person to someone else. You have made a change on someone's day simply by smiling. You created that. Have you ever looked back over your life and realized how far you've come? Or the fact that you made it past your 21st birthday, which I really didn't think was possible for me. I had such a short-term view. I was really surprised when we got to 21, when I got to 30, and here I'm at 40, and I'm still surprised. 
Never in a million years did I realize I would reach this mark nor live the life that I have. It did seem so far away. And I can tell you retirement, whatever that figure is, and for you it might be different, that seems so far off. Yet here I am nearing 40 years of age and I'm stronger than ever. I'm more educated than ever. I'm constantly growing and learning and developing into the most powerful being that I can become. But I never would have imagined that as a 13-year-old and I for the life of me couldn't imagine it as a six-year-old. And at one, I couldn't see past tomorrow. So can you see what our potential is when we look at it over a lifetime? Let's not forget technology. We do take it for granted these days. What? Uh, let's look at flight, okay? I'm jumping on a plane tomorrow morning and back in 1903, that just wasn't a possible phrase, let alone a possible concept. Or the fact that you can sm hold a small rectangular device the size of your palm, you can put it to your ear and speak to someone on the other side of the planet. Or better still, hold the same device in front of you and now you can see them. No time delay, no sketchy computer sort of freaky machine voices. It's just real time, face to face with someone on the other side of the planet. So what I'm encouraging, I guess, is in this particular successful thought is to live in a space of gratitude, live in a space of amazement and wonder, wonder at all the riches and the resources available to you right now and that you have at any given moment. You've just got to stop and go and collect it. You've got to stop and walk down the beach. You've got to stop and take a deep breath. So I used to walk down to the beach as a part of my meditation process, which was my success ritual. And to begin the process, I would bend down pick up two handfuls of uh, like sand and I'd watch the, the millions of grains of sand run through my hands and I would just watch them drip back to the other piles of sand and it was running through my fingertips and it was at that point that I made the correlation between the millions of sand, run, grains of sand running through my hands and the millions of dollars available in the world and I thought all I have to do is walk down and pick it up because there is endless amounts of money available in the world absolutely endless there we cannot fathom how much money is in this world yet so many of us fail to walk down to the beach and just pick up a handful truly money is no different and as soon as you can see the reality between and the correlation between the abundance of sand and the grains of sand that lie on this earth and the amount of money available to you maybe you walk down to the beach and pick some up too so it always has amazed me. I've lived on the beach for quite some time now and the beach is quite heavily populated and densely populated with apartments and whatnot, whatnot. So I'm sure thousands of people line the beachfront in their residence. But I would walk down the beach every morning and I was alone. Not a soul to be seen on the beach, not because it was some ungodly hour of the morning. I used to sit down there and eat my breakfast in a Tupperware bowl. I used to walk along the beach, I'd maybe see a handful of people. Why? Because too, too many people are busy bouncing from appointment to appointment and somewhere to go, too busy to stop and take in what's really in front of them and appreciate the moment and realize the gift that is right there. It's for free and it's given to you every single day. How amazing is the human body? Did you know that you can cut off 90% of your liver and it will regenerate? No, I'm not suggesting you go and test that experiment, but that is a fact. The human body has an amazing gift and ability to re. Um, regenerate, regrow, repair itself without human intervention. And a lot of that can be controlled by your mind. 
I've done some amazing experiments with uh, hypnotherapy where you can ask your body to repair certain ailments. First thing you do is you ask it, does it have the ability? It will. There's a way through hypnotherapy. It can tell you yes. Then you go, great, when can you fix this by? And, and you work on the time frame. And um, lo and behold, it actually happens. All because you created the mindset that it's possible or that you can do it. So the human body is the absolute gift. And your mind is the most powerful gift that has been given to you. So I take care of my body. I don't trash it. I look after it. I put good food into it. I nourish it with water. I put all the nutrients that I need into it and I train it, both mind and body. And it really goes to show that when you do that, your body does reward you quite handsomely for it. And it will take care of you. So let's push through. I've got a couple more to go. Thought number two is passion is everything. Okay, passion is, look, if you don't have passion, you're doomed. You've got nothing. You can't half do something or you can't 70% do something. You've got to be all in. You need to be the kind of person that leaves no stone unturned. Okay, so why do we need passion? Quite simply, you need passion because you can run into obstacles and you will. You'll meet naysayers. You'll meet people that say you can't do it. You're going to have objections. You're going to have rejections. And sometimes you're just going to fail. Let's not even bring into the fact that you've got your own negative self-talk going on and talking yourself out of it. So without passion, you won't have the aptitude, tenacity, or resilience to get back in the game. Think about your personal relationships. If they are lacking passion, how do you expect to overcome disagreements or the difficult times or the lack of money or just simply a differing of opinions? The passion is what keeps you coming back. The passion is what keeps that fire alive. And regardless of what adversity is, it's worth coming back for. It's what feeds us. So this is why passion is important for your goals because you'll keep coming back to it. You will be resilient. My question to you is, are you passionate? Are you passionate about your relationships, your hobbies, your work, your desire for success? All my life I've been accused of being an extremist. And I thank those people so much because they've given me so much drive. I know I operate ex at extremities. I'm sort of the kind of person who's either, you know, silence um, or rage, calm or storm. I'm either flat on my back asleep or I'm going 100 miles an hour at the gym or anything else that I do in life. But how you do anything is how you do everything. So if I'm going to be all in, I'm all in. I've got both feet and both hands. I'm, I'm swinging for the best of them. I'm not going to try and do something. I'm just going to do it. I don't know if you've ever invited someone to a party and they said, yeah, I'll try and get there. So really just man up and say, no, I can't make it or I don't want to go because trying is the precursor to failing. So if you ever catch yourself saying, yeah, I'll try and do that, stop yourself right there and then go, you know what? Make a decision. I can work with yes, I can work with no, I can't work with indecision. And trying is indecision. So stop cheating yourself. I'm not going to be left wondering. I'm never going to question myself, would it have worked if I put a bit more work in? Or what if I tried a little bit harder? Or what if I gave it some more time? To me, there was a great quote by um, Lance Armstrong. 
uh, we all know Lance, you know, I, I used to ride, so Lance was always a bit of an idol for me. And he was a, an amazing athlete, truly an amazing athlete. But he always said, pain is temporary. The pain will dissipate. The pain will disappear over time. Might take a week, might take an hour, might take a week, might even take a month. But if I quit, that will last forever. Let that sink in. So if you're ever, if you, if you don't find your passion, if you don't have passion, you either need to find it or move on. Stop wasting your time and stop wasting those around you. Keep searching. Keep looking until you can find that one thing that you're passionate about. But you should be passionate about everything that you turn your hand to. There's no half measures in this life. Don't live a life of regrets. Thought number three, success takes time. Everyone wants the quick fix. Everyone wants the, the nice, easy pill. Quick, if I pop this pill, I'm going to be super slim in a week. And you'll be twice as big when you come off it. So success is not easy. Very few people in life stumble across success. We know that. Not many people wake up one day and bang, oh, I'm successful this morning. Look at that. I just ate my Cocoa Pops and now I'm successful. Didn't happen. So often we hear about these quote in media um, overnight successes, yet when you drill down to their story, it's an overnight success in about 20 years. You know, you hear it with actors and they just blast onto the scene out of nowhere, um, but you didn't realize that they were eating baked beans for the last 20 years. And I use this time and time and time again in my financial planning business because everyone's after a quick financial fix. So when I'm teaching people the laws of money, there are no get-rich-quick schemes. There's no silver bullet, no quick pill to get you there faster. You need to adopt the tortoise and the hare mentality and become the tortoise because, yes, it is a fable, but it is amazingly true that the tortoise always wins. Success is the same, okay? It doesn't happen overnight. Look at lottery winners. The stats show you that... The lion's share of lottery winners end up broke or in a worse position than what they were because they didn't develop the skill set to learn how to manage that money. Unless you know how to handle money, you've got a very surefire, fast way of losing it. And that's what happens to them. So that's an overnight success and they came out worse off for it. It's not sustainable. What it tells me is you need to develop a strong sense of patience. Now, I can say over the years, it's not, this is not my strength. Okay, because I'm all in, but I'm willing to work on it. And each and every single year, I develop my patience. Okay, I develop that patience muscle. And I can tell you over the last couple of years, I've made some exponential growth in this area and I am so much better for it. So why is it not that a lot of people, and I say that as a small percentage of the population ever reach success or the life that they dream of? I believe predominantly because they don't have patience which means they give up before they reach success. They give up on their first stumble. Only if they could see around the corner and realize success was in their reach, but they quit too early because they don't have the patience to persevere. They don't have the tenacity and the strength and the ferocity to follow through and succeed. So thought number four is think differently. You need to push yourself and challenge yourself every single day. Wake up each morning and think, what can I do more of? How can I think differently? What are some of the better questions I can be asking of myself? Warren Buffett does this approach every time he invests. He doesn't follow the herd. He takes a contrarian approach to the markets and he goes against the grain. 
So when everyone's piling in, he's selling to them. And when everyone is getting out, he's buying from them. He thinks differently. And that's what makes him so successful. Don't take the herd mentality. Be an individual. Make sure that you think outside the box and be true to yourself. And only you can be you. As I said earlier, you are an unrepeatable miracle. You were created from one out of 600 million sperm. That's a lot. Now, don't try and be anyone else. You're the best version of you, and you're the best one who can do it out there. Try and be yourself, and don't be anyone else, because they're already, they're already taken. Let them be them, and you be you. You've got to walk to the beat of your own drum, and that takes confidence and swagger, and an unshakable self-belief. But I know that you've been working with me on these calls and you're starting to develop that strength and you're starting to develop that swagger and that confidence and that self-belief in yourself and that will shine. Be innovative in your approach and be creative. Okay, It's much easier to be different than what it is to be better than everyone else. So what do I mean by that? You can be like you could go out and copy everyone else. You can try and be like everyone else. You can try and be the best copycat there is. But by being different and being true to yourself and thinking differently, you'll be the best version of you. And only you can make that possible. And this is what will separate you from the crowd. This is what will make you stand out as opposed to blending in. See, ordinary and vanilla, everyone can do. Why do we spend so much of our lives trying to blend in when you're actually born to stand out? Thought five, I need you to raise your standards, okay? Not only is this a thought, but I want you to think this is a better question each and every single day, that when you wake up in the morning and you've planned your day and you've asked yourself, how can I lift my game? How can I raise my standards? What is it that I can do better? Look at where you are and look at what you're trying to achieve or what you achieved yesterday and ask yourself, how can I improve that just by 1%? How can I raise the bar? In what area today, in what area of my life, can I lift it a little bit and ask a little bit more of myself? Imagine you started a day like this. I love who I am right now. I achieved so much yesterday. I have come so far. But what I need to do today is become a bigger and better person. What is it? What is it that I need to do to reach my full potential and move me in the direction of my greatness? So many people are reluctant to challenge themselves. You ever notice that? Predominantly because people fear failure. So they don't act at all. They don't do anything. Failure to fire. Now, I look at some of the best athletes in the world and they don't go and train with the reserve grade players or the, the local team. No. And that's not because they're egotistical or they think they're better than everyone else or they don't have time for people lesser of lesser quality than them. They actually go and train with the greatest athletes, maybe even their competitors, why? They pick the best coaches, they train against the best people, and they even handicap themselves so they challenge themselves even more. Why is that? It's because they want to stretch. They want to lift the bar. They don't want to rest on just okay. They won't accept and they will not compromise on the best. Now, you might think that it's cr like crazy that a 100-meter runner 
who is currently the world tramp, world, world tramp, world champion, would train against his best competitor because you think he's going to give away secrets or you know he's going to realize his form. But these guys, they do do they train together. How else is he going to challenge himself than to know where his competitor's at and how he's doing against that? How can he raise the bar and lift the standard so that he's always improving by 1%? He competes against the best. If you walk with a cripple long enough, you develop a limp. Or the other way around is if you want to soar with the eagles, stop hanging around with turkeys. Lift your game. Challenge yourself. Okay, Learn from the best and raise your standards. Number six is a big one. Live with no regrets. I just read a study um, from an article in the Huffington Post and it highlighted the number one trait for successful people is that they take risks. Okay, they play big. They go all out and have no regrets whatsoever. Here's the six key items I got from this study. Number one, great um, otherwise unforeseen opportunities often come from risk-taking. Number two was taking risks, show confidence and help you stand out. Number three, we learn from risks and those lessons may lead us onto important pathways. Number four was success won't fail in, uh, success won't fall in your lap. You have to pursue it. Sometimes the biggest risk you take is getting off the couch. Five was don't achieve your dreams by, you won't achieve your dreams by playing safe. Number six, embracing risk taking helps you overcome fear of failure. And finally, taking risks doesn't mean you do so haphazardly. Remember, success is very deliberate and intentional. You have to take risks so that you can get out of your comfort zone, so that you can be moved into greater action and taking massive action. And the only way for you to do that, if, you, if you're looking, if you take time to look back and review what you've done, you'll see your progress and you'll pick up some lessons. But that's the only time you need to look back to pick up lessons. The rest of it should be looking forward. You should be resilient and forging new pathways. And that's called taking risks. So lastly, thought is num uh, number seven. Um, reasons or results. You've heard me say this before. You've either got one of the other reasons, otherwise I call excuses, for the life that you're living or that you're not living, or for the results that you have or don't have, which ultimately speaks for themselves. So there's no one to blame, not you, uh, not your situation, not your circumstances, your partner, your friends, your work, your resources, no one. There is no one to blame anymore. We know that. We've highlighted it. There's no one holding you back. Whether you like it or not, you're the master of your own domain. You hold the key to your future, okay? And the life that you want to live is right between your ears. So stop blaming and remember that every time you point your finger at someone for blame, there's three pointing back at you. It's all up to you. There is no one else to blame. It's you. You are the one that's going to stand and face yourself in the mirror each night before you go to bed. You know the truth. Okay? You're the one who's holding you back. And predominantly, it's your thoughts that are sabotaging your success. Stop running those limiting beliefs and start. stop running your potential down and stop holding yourself back. Because it's easier to stay in that rut, I can tell you. It's so much easier not to do anything and create inactivity. And then you can just sit there like everyone else does and blame, blame the circumstances, the situations. And we all know that pity needs company. So you drag everyone else down with you. If you're not happy with the life that you're living today, you need to ask yourself questions. Why? What stopped you from moving forward? Why are you not experiencing the life 
and the level of success that you know is possible for you. And who are you blaming? So as soon as you realize that there's no one else to blame, you can take full responsibility for your life. And it's at this point you'll have the power to change. Once that change is made, you'll start to produce results, not reasons. And here's a final thought for the day for you. And I've learned this one. I never really got failure. Okay, but I finally understand it. Okay, I thought it was a bad thing because that's what was drummed into you as a kid. Um, But failure is actually your best friend. I know that sounds weird. It's going to discombobulate a lot of people. But and I'm still perfecting this one, but I'm across it. There will be times where in the future you're going to start out on a new project, a new idea, a new concept, and you'll stumble or you'll actually fail outright. What you need to realize at this point is that failure is your best friend. Because when you've ever started a new project, you've gone about trying something different. Um, Maybe it's an idea that you're currently running or something you've been thinking about for a long time and you finally mustered up the courage to go out there and start it, put the wheels in motion. I bet you as soon as you got the wheels in motion, something happens. Someone either says something to you like it can't be done or you won't do it or you're not that kind of person or the money runs out, maybe the resources dry up and all that motivation that you used to get this thing off the ground just gets sucked out. There's no oxygen. So what happens? You've taken a hit. You might have got knocked down and maybe you don't feel like getting back up. Now, when we go through this scenario, it's not the best feeling, right? We've all been there. It's a pretty hard feeling. No one likes it, but the truth be known is that it's a great opportunity. And if I was to give you a choice, I don't doubt for a second that we would all choose success every single time. We all want the easy road. But the chance of this happening are one in a million. You're not going to win every time. Okay, I'm not a doomsayer. I'm, I'm very much can do, but the reality is you might have it suffer a few knocks, okay? And so that's, I'm just being very real with you. Here's what I've come to learn. If you haven't failed yet, you haven't tried hard enough and you're not putting in, you're sitting within your comfort zone still. I know that my biggest lessons came from when I failed miserably, chronically, massively. Otherwise, I wouldn't have learned. I would have kept on my merry way and I was going really well. And I ignored the little lessons. It wasn't until I got the big slap that I really got knocked down, that I actually woke up and went, whoa, something needs to change. I need to move. So very rarely did I learn when I win. I'm grateful for it, but I didn't learn anything. So when you consecutive, when you win consecutively over and over and over again, you actually become complacent. And you think you're actually all that. So your EQ is running pretty high, which means your IQ is sitting pretty low. How do we turn this around for a positive? When we fail, how do we turn it around? How do we make it a win for us? We need to take the lessons and the learnings from our failures because they're gonna, that's the thing that's going to make you a better person. And we need to take these lessons and move them forward so that we can be better next time around. These failures are the things that will accelerate you. I can promise you that. They will move you forward at an exponential rate, be it mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, uh, anyway, really. We all grow from this. Failures are simply this. They're the universe's way of telling you that there's a better way of doing it. This is a faster and more efficient way and you just haven't seen it yet, but I needed to slap you down so you could stop on your merry little way and realize the path is actually to your left. These failures will cause you to stop and reflect 
and then reposition yourself for success. It's not the time to fall over, roll over and quit. It's the time to actually stop, reflect and reposition. Learn to fail fast. Weird concept. Get the failure over early and get onto the good times. Make each and every single one of those failures a lesson and I can guarantee it will set you up for success. Guys, go out there. Be the best version of you. Think your way to success and live a life with no regrets. Believe in your potential. I'll catch up with you on Thursday. Now go make it happen.